0: it's time for the Vegas Golden Knights post game show now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights radio Network
1: welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights post game show the Golden Knights defeat the st. Louis Blues six to three Vegas now 17 five and five 39 points on the year and to help us break this one down we go back up to the radio booth bringing the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva and we'll get to the da- uh, we'll get to the the game in a minute Dan but obviously um... No stranger to broadcasting in in these types of situations, broadcasting through tragedy. Just wanted to open the floor to you uh, to speak to those here in Vegas about the events today at UNLV. I
2: appreciate that very much, Ryan, and uh, thank you for mentioning that and inviting that. It brings us no pleasure to discuss these things, but we are responsible for bringing together community on our broadcasts. And so while we do like to focus on the game at hand, um, we, of course, have as heavy hearts as you might imagine. And uh, we've been through it before. As Derek Englund told us back in October of tw- 2017, we are Vegas strong. That doesn't make it any easier for those who have had their lives changed today. And we think about each of those individuals, their families, and um remind them that there is a very strong community that has their support. The Golden Knights issued an eloquent statement earlier to that effect. And when you do have difficult times, as we learned in 2017, uh, this team has shown itself to be a rallying point for the community. And we remember the tears of joy and the tears of sadness when the Knights played their very first home game in October of 2017. And while this game was several hundred miles away from las vegas i hope that this evening some folks tuned into our broadcast and were reminded of uh, just how strong this uh, community is and you know even if it was just for a few moments to enjoy some great hockey and uh, this team can do only what it can do serve the community and play winning hockey and i believe that th- that was done today uh, it won't make anything easier going forward but it's important to uh, Soldier on, Mm -hmm. as uh, the Golden Knights have done before.
1: Wonderfully said there, Dan. So let's uh, clue in on the game. And, you know, obviously for the Golden Knights, uh, not their best first period, but a strong second period. Can you just kind of speak to what allows this team to kind of hit that reset button, not just like after a game, but inside of a game when they're not happy with how
2: they're playing? Yeah, it's a good question. And uh, Gary mentioned it during the broadcast and – you heard a little bit about what William Carlson had to say between the first and second. It's not always going to be the coach with uh, win one for the Gipper speech. You know, it's <laughs> not going to be rah-rah from the coach all the time. It might not be Mark Stone. It might not always be uh, the, the usual suspects. The thing is, there are a number of guys in this room who can stand up. And uh, I don't know what was said, uh, but I will tell you this, that Uh, We are told that Alex Petrangelo lost his voice, so he could not do an interview with us. (laughs) So if there is any indication of who might have spoken, uh, again, we don't know for sure, but that's just, uh, you know, adding two and two. Uh, Former captain of the Blues, and whatever was said, whatever happened, whether it was a uh, motivating factor, if it was X's and O's, the team came out and played a terrific Mm -hmm. second period after a pretty lackluster first. And I was a little surprised by that, uh, given that the dads are here, given that the team... Um, had faced St. Louis just a couple of nights ago and did not score until late. That they got that first goal, maybe after they got the first one, they're thinking, okay, you know, things will fall into place now. Well, the Blues had other plans. Uh, but then <laughs> the Blues thought that they might coast to a 3-1 to win. It's wild that the Blues have gone now 25 games this year and had lead changes in only two of them. Mm including this one. And they gave (laughs) up the lead, and it's the third time this year that the Knights won a game when trailing by multiple goals. They had done it against the Canadians, also did it against the Kings, and they didn't just come back and squeak this one out. They responded in dominant fashion and in the way you felt like okay the blues are in control of this one after one you felt okay the knights are in control of this one after two
1: mm-hmm. yeah you're you're absolutely right there so let's talk Jonathan Marchessault 200 career nhl goals you know him better
2: than most people i would say uh, what does this one mean to him and you know, every feather in his cap for overcoming the naysayers mm. he's got a a lot of feathers at his cat. Yes, he does, and um, he uh, he is. Uh, I, I uh, not only I mean th- these guys are incredibly talented. We admire their talent, but I have long been impressed with how Jonathan carries himself. And uh, you know, Darren Millard was telling the story the other day about you know coming back from the road trip and Jonathan wanting to get on the ice and you know shoot the puck and you know all the little things that the tiniest. Adjustments to his stick and then not liking it <laughs> during warm-ups, yeah. going back to the old line. You know, just the attention to detail, um, the commitment, you know, you, you can't have the same level 100% of the time. Otherwise, you know, you'd, you'd be Wayne Gretzky or something. I, it, it, it just is impossible. But when you, you see that in certain moments, Jonathan turns it on and you see the best version of him, which is a lot more often than not. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, I just admire the way he plays the game. Um, given his size, um, given where he has come from, that he, he just keeps on I, I'm trying to find the right word. He just keeps on just going. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's like it, I, I said this earlier to uh, we had some youngsters visit the booth in the intermission, and mm-hmm. you know, Jonathan, when he was in the minors, used his full name and Jonathan Odie Marcieau. And uh, I've mentioned this a number of times. And, uh, you know, of course, the initials there are jam, J-A-M. And so in the minors, you heard that uh, a lot, uh, jam from Marcia and for a guy of his size. Um, You know, he didn't just, you know, come on the scene and immediately take over the American Hockey League either with a few different organizations. And so uh, the fact that he has as much confidence in himself and has delivered on his own expectations for himself, That's an admirable trait in any walk of life, and he has achieved the ultimate in this sport, which is a Stanley Cup, an MVP of his team in winning it, and seems not exactly satisfied. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and if you know Jonathan Marcheseau, you you know that that's what drives him on on a day to day basis. So, yeah. any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before you turn our, uh, before we turn our attention
2: to Saturday afternoon and the Dallas Stars? You know, every time I see the dads together in the box mm-hmm. when they're on the father's trip. I always think, why can't we broadcast the games from the father's box? I'd love to be <laughs> in there and, you know, bring one of them on the air. or, You know, maybe that's not a good idea. But to just <laughs> see those guys, uh, we see them, you know, around the rink, morning skate, different meals and events and things that happen uh, over the course of a few days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're really here for the games. And so the, the one time that Gary and I can't really be around them to talk to them is during the game, and we well, can't we get a microphone in there or something. <laughs> but they uh, they do have a good time. And the cool thing is, a number of these dads have been around for multiple dad's trips, and so they know one another. And uh, even though Shea Theodore is not with the team, Shea Theodore's dad is here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just because they're here for their sons; they're here for for each other. And, um, you know, there are some first-timers this trip as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a ton of them, but uh, it, it's just a neat dynamic and, and cool to see those guys and, of course, uh, hear the players talk about them, as we heard from you know, Jack on the pregame show, et cetera. It, it's just a, it's a neat thing that I'm glad is part of hockey, and I'm glad that the Golden Knights put so much time into Katie Bettinger and a number of other folks that uh, really make it happen. Uh, it, it's just a terrific, terrific annual event.
1: Yeah, you're, uh, you're right on the money there, and the Golden Knights sure do love playing when their dads are in the building. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, Dan. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your night, and we'll chat on Saturday.
2: Thank you, Ryan. Good night.
1: That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 6-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Welcome back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-3. Vegas now 17, 5-5, 39 points on the year. Points in six straight games for the Vegas Golden Knights, something you know that I think at times kind of gets overlooked, their ability to pull points out of games. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media.
3: ...to share you and your team's message to the city.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously our hearts go out to the people in Las Vegas. um, And uh, thoughts and prayers for a speedy recovery for everybody. Um, Makes it hard to play because we actually have people close to us. I know we're working at UNLV. So you you know you're you're just hoping everyone comes out of it okay, um, but then you got to go play, and that's part of the job. But um, again, our you know the staff, players, the the entire organization are thinking about people back home.
3: Your team represented the city well. What did you see as the game went on? I know it's hard to turn the page and talk about hockey. Well,
4: no, I mean that's what we do, right? I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we started. I thought well and then had a lull, and they took advantage. We, we didn't manage the puck particularly well, and they got some guys that can make you pay. Lost some coverage in front, so they scored good goals. Um, you know, we talked about it between periods and got to our game. Um, I thought Nick Waugh's line was really, really good in the first period. If we needed more lines playing like that where we forced them to go back on pucks, break pucks out, execute from their end to going forward instead of just turnovers through the neutral zone, which is their strength, right? So we did a better job with the game plan then and and we were able to get a forecheck goal right away. Eichel with good forecheck by Barbie and Stoney and now you're back in the game and and from there I thought um, you know, obviously our special teams were good. They got in penalty trouble and we were able to take advantage of some of that. 2-0 2 and 1 now in the last three without Aiden just what have you liked out of Logan here stepping up for these last three well um, you know you've got to have a chance to win with your goaltender and he gives us that every night so does Aiden everybody has it that's played and this year it's just Aiden and Logan but um, you know one thing about Logan if he gets scored on he doesn't take it to heart he's got to get battle back and I think that's a maturity point for him this year um, wins have been tough to come by for Logan even though he's played well because the guy at the other end always seems to be like Bennington was on Ingram was on uh, who was it Lindgren in Washington he's, he's allowing one goal a night and he's you know not winning games so as a goaltender you can get frustrated but he's you know he's kept plugging away works hard so good for us to for sc- for score a few for him and um, again he's, uh, he's our guy for now uh, until Aiden gets healthy and we're going to need him Nice milestone goal for Jonathan 200 Yeah you know he's He's a goal scorer. He can make plays too, but he's a good two-way player for us. But, I mean, let's face it, he gets excited to score, and that's a big part of, you know, what he brings to the table for us. And good to see him. He missed one in the power right before that. I'm sure he was mad, but he got the next one in, so good for him.
1: Thanks, That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 6-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And we'll take a look at the highlights now in this game and go back to the first period. And it all started well for Vegas as the Golden Knights opened the scoring with Zach Whitecloud's
2: first goal of the year. Flips it along, Colasaur. Handoff for Watt. Protects it right into the circle. Shot, score! From deep on the right wing side, Zach Whitecloud delivers his first goal of the year. From almost at the goal line, the Knights take a one-nothing lead. Eight minutes into the contest, Zach Whitecloud
1: from Nick Watt and Keegan Colasaur, 8:03 of the first period, made it one to nothing, Vegas. But the Blues answered back just over a minute later as Jake Neighbors tied the game.
2: Grabbed instead by Thomas, coming in, Neighbors right to the goal, he scores! Jake Neighbors delivers his 10th, team high in goals, ties the game 1-1. Jake Neighbors, his 10th goal of the
1: year from Robert Thomas, 9-20 the first period, tied the game at 1, and the Blues took the lead a minute later as Kevin Hayes tipped in a Tory Krug pass.
2: Across the line, Kairu had the puck drift away from him. Now, out of the corner, a shot tiptoe, and the Blues take the lead. Krug to Hayes.
1: Kevin Hayes, his sixth goal of the year from Tori Krug and Jordan Kairu. 10:33 of the first period made it two to one, St. Louis. And later in the period, Jordan Kairu extended the Blues' lead with a great individual play.
2: Kairu enters on the left, gets through Whiteclaws to the goal. He scores. Jordan Kyrou charging from the left point right to the crease. Two points for Kyrou. His fifth goal of the season, St. Louis leads 3-1. Jordan Kyrou's fifth
1: goal of the year from Braden Chen and Justin Falk, 17-11 of the first period, made it 3-1 St. Louis, and that's where things would stand after the first period of place. The Golden Knights would enter the second period wanting to play a simpler game, and they got there as they were rewarded halfway through Jack Eichel's 12th goal of the year.
2: Onside, Eichel right wing with stone cutting toward the goal! Save Bennington, it's still a loose puck near the far corner. Barbashev reached in, out in front for Eichel, turns and shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel with a big fist pump! The Knights finally answer back in trail 3-2, halfway through the second period. Twelfth goal of the year for Jack Eichel
1: from Ivan Barbashev and Mark Stone. Nine forty-two of the second period made it three to two. St. Louis and the Golden Knights would get a look on the power play, and Jonathan Marchessault would convert for his two
2: hundredth career NHL goal. Eichel shuffling down to the goal line. Carlson dancing out in front. Score! Backhand pass. Carlson to Marchessault. What a goal! Knights tie it three-three. Power play goal
1: for Jonathan oh his 12th of the year from William Carlson and Jack Eichel, eleven fifty-one of the second period. Tied the game at 3, and 30 seconds later, Vegas regained the lead on Keegan
2: Colasar's deflection goal. Deflects to the right. Korczak is there. Now to the left, McNabb winds. He shoots. Tip. Home. Colasar. 4-3 Vegas. Colasar with his second goal of the season, and the Knights, just like that, find themselves on top 4 three. Keegan Kolasar
1: from Braden McNabb and Caden Korzak 12-18 of the second period, made it 4-3 Vegas, and the Golden Knights capped the period off with another power play goal, this time from Michael
2: Amadio. Up top for Hutton, 22 seconds left. Barbasheff for Stevenson shooting save, rebound, score! Michael Amadio, power play goal with 17 seconds to go in the second. 5-3 Golden Knights.
1: Michael Amadio, a power play goal, his fifth of the year, from Chandler Stevenson and Ivan Barbashev, 1942 of the second period made it five to three Vegas. The Golden Knights would enter the third period with a two goal lead. The Blues would pull Jordan Binnington early, searching for the next
2: goal, but William Carlson iced the game with an empty netter. Knights get the D zone faceoff win. Shot into the open cage. Nicholas Haig with William Carlson in their own zone. Six three Knights with 11 seconds to play. William
1: Carlson's 12th of the year, an empty net goal from Nick Haig, 1948 of the third period, made it 6-3 Vegas, and all that was left in this one was the final call.
2: They're going to let the final seconds tick off. Well, the Knights went into this game celebrating the Dads' trip, and the Dads celebrate 6-3 Vegas over St. Louis.
1: There you have it, 6-3, the final score of the Golden Knights, double up the St. Louis Blues. And Vegas now 17-5-5 five five on the year. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Make sure your gift list includes some gold this holiday season. Visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores to stock up on the 2023 Stanley Cup championship merchandise, winter classic jerseys and apparel and other VGK goodies available at the Arsenal at City National Arena and other locations. Plus online at vegasteamstore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights double up the St. Louis Blues 6-3 to the final score. Vegas now 17 5 and 539 points on the year next in action Saturday one o'clock puck drop against the Dallas Stars post game injury report is brought to you by UMC the exclusive hospital the Vegas Golden Knights as we've talked about uh, over the last uh, little while anyway no Aiden Hill uh, he's out for the Vegas Golden Knights it was a lower body concern came out two uh, after two periods up in Vancouver has not played since. No, Alec Martinez. He was originally day to day. Kind of updated that to seven to ten days out. It's been a little bit more than ten days for Alec Martinez. No real update on the timeline yet for Martinez. And then Shay Theodore still out week to week. But good to good to see that Shay's dad did go on the uh, on the dad's trip, and that's cool, right? Like, you know, obviously you want to be there for your kids. You want to show up for your sons, but. Uh, Based on how the Golden Knights roster is kind of shaken out over the last couple of years, I think uh, you've got fathers on this trip that have personal friendships with one another. And you know, this is just a great opportunity to get together and revel in what your your children have, have been able to accomplish. Um, and on a day like today where you, you really want to lean in and should lean into your family and your friends and, and all of that, I, I think it's worth noting there that the Golden Knights showed out well for their dads on the first leg of the dad's trip uh, that will commence on Saturday, as I mentioned in Dallas for the Golden Knights. It was about kind of resetting focus, right? I, you know, I agree with Bruce Cassidy and his assessment of the game. Uh, not that I'm going to sit here and disagree with him very often. One of the most honest coaches in the National Hockey League, but the Golden Knights were good in the first eight minutes of the game, gave him a lead. And then it was uncharacteristic, just kind of, you know the air let out of the out of the sails for the Golden Knights, and and you got to give a lot of credit to the St. Louis Blues. They were able to jump in, capitalize on some uncharacteristic mistakes from the Vegas Golden Knights. But I like the fact that this team inside of a game doesn't have to be after two games or three games or four games. It can happen after twenty minutes of a play where it wasn't all bad, but it certainly wasn't up to the standard. And the Golden Knights corrected. They course corrected going into the second period. They were all over the St. Louis Blues in the second. They were doing all of the little things right and necessary that you need to do in order to win hockey games. The Golden Knights were good on the forecheck. They weren't giving up anything defensively. All the details that were absent the final 10 to 12 minutes of the first period were there in spades in the second period. And then the Blues just kind of came unglued there in the third period. Lots of power play opportunities for the Golden Knights. And, you know, I like the fact that they were poised. They were in control of that game really from the from the drop of the puck in the second period, and it was only a matter of time before they were able to solve Jordan Binnington. Don't discount that either. Binnington was phenomenal on Monday night. He was really good in the first period tonight, but the Golden Knights stuck with the game plan. They found a way to break down Jordan Binnington. And when you see a goaltender twice, uh, especially one that had your number earlier on, it's good to see that the golden Knights were able to break through and and get the job done here tonight so a lot of confidence right now for the Golden Knights all, all those don't overlook the point for Chandler Stevenson um it, it happens it's not like a pass right like he gets the assist on the Michael Amadio power play goal but it's Chandler Stevenson in the slot ripping a shot on goal. that's what you want to see I am I am really encouraged by what I'm starting to see right now out of Chandler Stevenson. Take one more break, wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Wrapping it up here on the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-3. Vegas 17, 5-5, 39 points on the year. Next in action Saturday, 1 o'clock against the Dallas Stars. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. We already talked about it, but the Golden Knights thought they played a really strong 6-7 minutes of the game. They were really good early on. And they get a goal. Uh, an early goal on Jordan Binnington, and again, as, as good as Binnington was on Monday, I think you needed to see the puck go in to, to just kind of break that that allure, right? Like that elusive nature of of what Jordan Binnington was able to put together on Monday. And then it was all St. Louis Blues after that point. It was almost like the goal against woke the Blues up, and the Golden Knights kind of set back. They had a lull. St. Louis scored three goals to end that first period and the Golden Knights were facing a two goal deficit going into the second and they put together perhaps their best period of hockey so far this season. You get a couple of power play goals and I would also make the argument that uh, the power play for the Golden Knights in the second period, probably the best the power play has looked over the course of this season too. It was urgent and it was desperate and now we're looking at consistent, right? four goal, four straight games for the Golden Knights with a power play goal. So you like to see that coming around, and then it was almost automatic from there, right? You get a two-goal lead going into the third period, and there really wasn't much in terms of a push from the St. Louis Blues at All-Vegas. A a season-high 49 shots on goal in this one tonight. You, you like everything that you saw, really, from the, the drop of the puck in the second period all the way through to the final horn in the third period. So the Golden Knights improve, as we mentioned, to 17-5-5, five five, 39 points on the year, points in six straight games Vegas 3-0 and 3 in that stretch. Not a bad stretch here for the Golden Knights as things kind of turn around after that uh that lull in the middle of November. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK post game show. Extended post game show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network post-game show. For the station, staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 6-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues. Heavy day here in the Las Vegas Valley as... The show must go on. We all recognize that. We all understand that. But we all know that, as we kind of touched on here in the pregame show and at various times throughout the night, uh, more important things taking place in the world, more important things taking place here in the Las Vegas Valley um, than hockey. And we recognize that. We understand that. But the hope, obviously, is that uh, this game was able to bring a respite of some sort for you if you were able to tune in. And, obviously, the Golden Knights deliver a victory – for the Las Vegas Valley, Valley in light of the tragedy earlier today at UNLV. As we mentioned earlier on, our hearts, our thoughts are with the victims of that tragedy. Our hearts, our thoughts are with everybody that was impacted by what happened earlier today at UNLV. We know that that is a, a community school. It is a school that, that delivers so many graduates to businesses in and around town and it just hits a little bit different obviously for me personally as as somebody that that went to UNLV it's my alma mater and I never expected or believed that that would be something that I would wake up to I would see happening there so that being said let's talk a little bit about the game but we can go in any direction that you want to tonight Seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty. We can talk hockey or we can talk about anything else in the world that you would like to talk about. Um, you can also give us a text. Text line's open right now, seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty, same number. Calls, texts, let's get to them. Go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey Mike, how you doing?
5: Hey, one specific thing. I have lived in Las Vegas for thirty years almost, and um this team, this organization brings this city together like nothing else I've ever experienced. This is a very eclectic community we live in
6: mm-hmm.
5: with 40 million people visiting every year. It, a lot of people say we have no soul, we have no heart, you know, we're just a city of tourists. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, this organization, for my money anyway, mm-hmm. has brought us all together not just during tragedy, but during uh, the highest euphoria I could ever imagine, a Stanley Cup. So thank you, Bill. Thank you, guys. I mean, I'm mean, i so grateful that I'm still here to watch all this. They've done it again, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they sure have. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, Mike, because it, it's not too long ago, right, that, that we were listening to George McPhee, after winning a stanley cup and and lamenting right that that they weren't able to deliver that year one knowing what it would mean to the city knowing what a championship would have meant to this community and its ability to heal after october 1st and yet you know they they do it, it was a delayed situation but we all know just how much civic pride there was we all know just how important a night June 13th, 2023, is, was, and always will be. And it was the culmination of a championship for sure, but it was another recognition of what this team was able to do for this city and what Vegas Strong truly means.
5: Well, it's a monumental day in the history of our community, and it's another victory I don't think we will ever match. 49 shots and eight penalties or eight, eight
1: power plays will we uh I mean I don't know they they might match 49 shots at some other point this season they've been they've been throwing a lot of rubber on net. like i, I wouldn't put anything past this team like honestly it, it, I don't know that they'll see eight power plays again that was a little wonky in this one uh <laughs> but i i will say um 49 shots like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they eclipsed 50 to this year
5: no, I, I think that could happen. Yeah. But the combination of that and eight gotcha. power plays probably never see that again.
1: Yeah, probably uh, not.
5: I've got a new stat that I know Keegan Colazar can lead the league in, mm. and that is most goals by a guy with his hockey stick above his waist. What do you think?
1: I, I, I'll say most deflection goals this year. He's, he's <laughs> batting a 1,000 on it. Like every he's goal crazy. is a deflection. It's amazing.
5: It's so nice to see those practices pay off. Mm. It really, really is because yeah. we used to go through the motions in practice. Nobody really knows that, but I, I have on firsthand knowledge the fact that practices were pretty mundane in the old days. They're not anymore, and that's the kind of thing that separates the wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. It really does. So I hope he continues to be inventive that way, and, and we're together for many years to come, Bruce and us. Uh, it's It's a glorious day for... This city in, in many different ways because we have the Golden Knights. That's mm. all that needs to be said.
1: All right, great stuff there, Mike. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. 702 876 is the number. You can give us a call or you can reach us on the text the text line. Text line, same number, 702 876 We can go in any direction you want to tonight. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing?
3: Um, I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan?
1: Same, okay.
3: Yeah, it and it, you know, after a game like this, it feels kind of hard. You know, should feels like it should feel better, but it doesn't. And I am really thankful that we had this nice distraction for the afternoon. Mm. Um, to you know, hold on to a little sense of normalcy and and uh, you know just. Regular routine and, and and kind of not have to focus on what happened earlier, and my heart just goes out to everyone that was there, the the people we lost, and you know all of us. I'm also a UNLV alumni. Mm-hmm. You know, I I went there. I spent five years at UNLV. I, I know so many people that I know personally that went to UNLV. So you know, it's just it's just awful and. Like I said, I'm just thankful that we had a, a nice distraction for a few hours.
1: So that's great stuff there. Um, I do want to ask you about the game because I know <laughs> how much you like Jonathan Marchessault. Uh, 200 career NHL goals for an undrafted player is, is nearly unheard of. And yet here he does. He, he accomplishes it tonight with a, with a big marker in this game. Um, Smythe Stanley cup, um, what is it about Jonathan the so and, and you've made no bones about it he's your favorite player? What is it yeah. about him that stands out the most to you?
3: He is always willing to do whatever is needed to prove other people wrong yeah right He has immense pride in his himself and his game and this team and he puts it all out there on the ice every day. He is not the biggest player out there. He's certainly not the tallest player out there, but he has the biggest heart out there.
1: Yeah, no, it's perfectly said. Uh, anything you're looking forward to on Saturday, Stephanie?
3: Oh, I don't, like, I don't even, usually I know who they play and everything. It's just, hmm. it's not in my mind, but you know what? I'm looking forward to a few days to, uh, you know, breathe yeah and then have another nice distraction to help along with that
1: all right thanks so much for the call i appreciate it 702-876-1340 is the number i again i recognize it is not an easy day here in las vegas it is not an easy day for this community yet again um going through tragedy but we are here for you right now we will always be here for you just as the golden knights will always be here for you 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. That's the number. You can give us a call. You can send in a text. And we'll be back with more on the VG, on the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas 6-3, the finals The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues. Vegas 17, 5-5, 39 points on the year. Most points right now in the National Hockey League for the Vegas Golden Knights. They've also played tied with uh, a couple of other teams with the most games played so far this season. But Vegas, it's been essentially all season long right at the top, certainly first in the Western Conference and the Pacific Division. Uh, got to love the start for the Vegas Golden Knights early on this year. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We've got a line open right now. You can also hit us on the text line, same number, 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Keith. Hey Keith, how you doing?
6: Ryan, doing well. Thanks so much for bringing a little bit of normalcy uh, every night that you do. And I also wanted to give you, listen to your, uh, between the uh, first and, or excuse me, second and third period, mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head when you brought up the fact there's nothing to analyze there. Yeah. They just had a hell of a period. Yeah, And what a difference a period made, uh, specifically uh, puck control. Yeah, And, it it was just amazing i guess what it, what did you see was it like just some f- switch got flipped and the guys just said okay we kind of screwed up that first period second period let's play our game mm-hmm. and what i also really liked is that like you said they simplified the game
1: yeah i mean that's that's the answer right is is that they played a, a much simpler game they were they were concerted in getting the puck into the offensive zone And they were more direct. It wasn't anything cute in the neutral zone. If there wasn't a play to be made, they put pucks behind the defense and they got to work on a forecheck. And when this team is going well, they can forecheck you into oblivion. Then they can turn pucks over and they'll swarm in the middle of the ice. I thought they did a really good job getting to the middle of the ice. They were drawing penalties, and they were more urgent just in their gameplay altogether. So you simplify things, you're a bit more urgent, you come through on the power play uh, with a couple of really good uh, markers there, and uh, I think that that's really what it was. It was just simplified execution from the Golden Knights in the second period.
6: Yeah, and, and that's what made it, uh, it, it, like you said, they just play so much more free. And they're not overthinking and trying to make the pretty play, mm-hmm. as opposed to the effective play. And uh, you know, it just that second period was—I don't know about you—but I thought it was one of the better periods of the entire season.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'd make the argument. Like, you, you can look at the the game up in Vancouver. Certainly, the game in Wa- uh, against Washington uh, just a couple of games ago. I, th- I think those were probably the most complete sixty-minute games the Golden Knights have played this season. But uh, as a standalone period it's hard to beat what they were able to do in the second period. They, they were phenomenal and so much better in every area than the St. Louis blues.
6: And then the big thing was, I mean, the frustration factor just had the blues fit to be tied. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the stupid penalties that they took and, uh, and that, and then once they got under their skin and then they ended up having the bench minor, Mm -hmm. it was Katie bar the door after that.
1: Yeah. You know, and you, you bring up a great point, Keith, and thanks for the call. I, Like credit to the refs, right? Like so many times in those situations, when a team's kind of going off the rails a little bit, and they're, you know, they're they're doing the ticky tack stuff either after the play or on the play or during the play, or there's conversation communication coming from the bench um, that's that's untoward. Like sometimes refs in a game, they'll see what the power play discrepancy is, and they'll just stop calling things, and then teams will get away with penalty after penalty after penalty. Because there's a a desire not to keep sending the same team to the box, I give the I give the refs a lot of credit. Like the the Blues came unglued and they were dinged every single time they committed an infraction. That's what you want to see in the National Hockey League. That's what you want to see is the standard being upheld for the entire sixty minutes. And you got got to give the Golden Knights a lot of credit. They were able to get under the skin of the St. Louis Blues, not retaliate in any of those situations. And they uh, they got a lot of power play practice in this game, which is you know pretty pretty wild to think about, but it is what it is. Eight power play opportunities for the Golden Knights, just three power play opportunities for the St. Louis Blues, and the Golden Knights get two power play goals. So when the special teams battle, the Golden Knights did in this game tonight. Take a break. We'll be back with more on the extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas
1: Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show. Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 6-3. Vegas 17 wins 5-5, 39 points on the year. Next in action, Saturday 1 o'clock against the Dallas Stars. It has been a tough day, a trying day for everybody as we put a bow on it. Here today, is, As we've talked about many times over the course of this broadcast tonight, the aim here was to provide a little bit of normalcy in a trying time and, and understanding the tragedy that happened earlier today at UNLV, those that lost their lives on campus in a situation no one should ever have to endure. Our hearts and our thoughts are with them. Our prayers are with them. And all those impacted, all those affected – not just today, but in the days to come. We're here for you. We, we hear the, the slogan, the, the, the phrase Vegas Strong, and it, it's not empty. It, it, it means something. I love Las Vegas. It's given me so much. It hurts when this city, this community is in pain like it is right now. I only hope that we can come together again like we have so many times, and build each other up the way that I know this city can do. We are today, we will be tomorrow, as we will be forever, Vegas Strong. Until Saturday night, we'll talk to you then, right here on Fox Sports, Las Vegas.